You're listening to the Austin Elite Rugby Supporters Podcast, a podcast created by supporters for supporters of the Austin Elite, a major league rugby team located in Austin, Texas in the United States. We are not officially affiliated with the Elite. We are merely big supporters of the club and the sport of rugby. I'm your host, Dustin. I'm a former rugby player and a longtime rugby fan who wanted to bring weekly updates on the team, the matches, supporter events, and to do what I can to teach more people about the game of rugby. As a disclaimer, content may occasionally contain explicit language, as I do not censor the podcast in the interest of time and full effect. Enjoy the podcast. Hello, everyone. It's time once again for the Austin Elite Rugby Supporters Podcast. Thanks for joining me this week. As always, I love being able to sit down and talk rugby with you, and I really do hope that you guys enjoy listening to the content that I bring to you each week. To start off this week, I want to talk about the supporters group a little, and I wanted to just tell you why I'm putting this podcast on a different platform than previous weeks. As you may or may not know, The location I housed all those previous episodes has a limit for the free option that I selected. Unfortunately, that free space is now full, which is why I made the request last week. What I'm asking is that if you're able to donate a few dollars a month to not only help me pay to continue sending out the podcast weekly, but some of those donations will also go towards other great things that we have on the horizon. For example... Did you guys see all those really great black Austin Elite rugby flags at the game last week down in San Antonio? Well, this was just one small portion of what we're trying to do with the supporters group. We hope that with donations, we can continue to run the podcast and we can also bring the cost of those flags down so that everyone helps contribute to the growth of the group. If you're interested in some of those supporters' flags, there's still a few available for purchase, and they're $45 each. You can reach out to me on Facebook if you'd like to purchase one. I'm happy to coordinate with you and pass them along. Because I am on the new platform, though, I need to keep the podcast a little shorter right now, so let's jump right into it. Last week's game against Rooney was a defensive battle. Both teams showed how tough they can be. And Austin has really been an improved team in the past few weeks. We were on the brink of winning two weeks ago against NOLA before losing on the final play. We played well against Seattle three weeks ago, and I really thought that this was going to be the week that we pulled it off. Although Rooney was coming into the game at 6-1 and one and sitting second place in MLR, we had had so many great games, and we had played so well the previous weeks, but... Obviously, we were 0-8 going into the game, and that was unfortunate. That first part of the game was tough. There was a lot of back and forth, a lot of kicking, and Rooney struck first from a lineout. Mike Brown threw the ball into James Rockford very short. He then offloaded right back over to Brown. Marcus Walsh was then able to pick up the second offload, who raced down the blind side for the try. Good thing for us, Harry Bennett did bounce the conversion after off the left upright. 
We answered back pretty quickly after a rare Rooney scrum penalty. And let me tell you, Rooney scrum is known to be one of the toughest scrums in the league. We'll talk a little bit more about that later. Mikel Romero was able to slot that kick home, cutting the lead to 5-3. to three. Again, more back and forth, more kicking, more tackling. Um, man, it was, it, it was just a, a brutal battle. A lot of scrums, a lot of lineouts. Just prior to the break, Rooney mauled from a 5-meter lineout, and after a penalty advantage, they elected to go for the 5-meter scrum. Now, if you've been watching a lot of MLR, we know that Rooney has one of the best scrums in the league. They continually will punish their opponents in the scrum. They're amazing at maul lineouts and mauling in general. So this was really putting Austin on the back foot and making us have to have that defensive stand. Unfortunately, Austin racked up multiple scrum penalties, and we got to the point where the referee gave pretty much the final warning that if we were going to have one more penalty against us in the scrum, that he was going to award a penalty try to Rooney. For those of you who don't know, that's an automatic seven points. You don't have to kick afterwards like you would normally. So we go down for the fourth scrum, and luckily for us, our pack held tight. And we scrummed down, and we turned the ball over, ending the half with the score of 5-3 to three to Rooney. Going into the second half, we had more of that back and forth, more of those hard hits, more of those tough runs. But a Rooney penalty in the 52nd minute gave Austin the lead for the first time of the match as Romero did slot home the kick for a 6-5 lead. However, Rooney answered back right away by a try by James Dennis, and Chris Matina converted to reclaim the lead to take it to 12-6 to Rooney. Rooney also had another chance to add to the lead, but they elected to kick to touch instead of at goal. And the great thing about it, the ensuing lineout went long and we recovered it. The play of the game came in the 69th minute when Marcelo Toriaba threw not one, but two dummies offloaded out wide to Reese Arnaki, who raced down the line for the try. That gave us just a one-point deficit, awaiting the conversion after by J.P. Aguirre. Unfortunately, the kick went wide, and we were still just hanging that one point short. However, Rooney was tough again and scored once more after Ross Deacon offloaded to Mike Petrie, resulting in the try. Matina converted and pushed the final score to 19-11 in favor of Rooney. Once again, so close. Once again, we're battling and battling and battling, and we just can't break through. You know, looking at the stats on the game, we see a pretty even match for the most part. Elite fans will be happy to see the improvements on our scrum. I mean, we won 90% of our own scrum, opposed to Rooney's 78%, which says a lot. That means we're battling and outperforming one of the best scrums in MLR right now, and I think that's something to be said. You look at more stats on the match, our line-out defense was superb, but we only completed 67% of our own lineouts, which is not normal for us. We had four steals, which is spectacular. As we said before, the game was a defensive battle. I really think it's evident when we have five players that have over 10 tackles, and our total against Rooney was 151 to 120. But I've said it before, if you have more tackles than your opponent... That means you don't have the ball, which means you're playing on defense more than you're on offense, and you can't score that way. 
Our defensive line was stronger this week than I think it has been in the past weeks. Rooney only had two line breaks the entire game. And that says a lot, because in the past few weeks, we've been giving up more and more line breaks. You look at the NOLA game, you look at the Seattle game, the tries that are scored are the line breaks that they're having, and those subsequent you know tackle breaks as well, where our numbers were higher in the previous weeks than they were this week. So, shout out to the defense and the focus this week on making sure that our defensive line is tighter. And that defensive line is important right now. Because if we're cutting down the scoring opportunities, it's going to be better for us in the end, especially with the week coming up against San Diego. I think the game had both high points and low points for the elite fans. We talk about some great statistics, some great tackles, lots of steals. We're the top of the league in turnover ball. And that tells you how good our defense really is. But once again... We're not getting those line breaks. We're not getting those breakaways. Marcelo had a fantastic run, and I, I, it got rated number five on the tries of the week, but I think it really should have been rated higher. It was a great move by him. I, I think he's just, he's done it a few times this year, and you kind of look for it. You kind of look for him to dummy right off that back of the ruck and break away for, you know, 20, 30 meters. But once again, we have the lead late in the game, and both teams had errors all day, which, which is true. And there are a total of you know 14 knock-ons in, in just the first half alone. But when you talk about our errors, we talk about the penalties. We had double the penalties that Rooney had. We had 18 to 9 on the penalty count. Most of those came in the scrum, and around the end of that first half, as we mentioned before, but we had four foul plays, and then, of course, in the tackle, we had a couple not rolling away. So it, there were some really just mental lapses for us. And, of course, I, we talk about it before, and it's something that needs to change for us. You know, we had 10 handling errors. Now, for those of you who aren't familiar, that's, you know, handling errors knock-on for the most part. I don't have how many were inside the attacking 22, but... If I remember off the top of my head, I know at least two or three that we've lost again as we're getting ready to attack, as we're getting ready to score and have that knock on. And that's the part that's kind of hurt us all season. So here's to hoping that we can shore up everything for this coming week against San Diego. So let's talk about this week's game against the San Diego Legion. It's going to be Sunday for those of you in Central Time Zone here in Austin. It's going to be a late one. It'll be a 9 o'clock game, so whew, be up, up a little bit later for those games. Last week, San Diego really played probably the best game of the season against the Seattle Seawolves. They are an intense team, and they've got a defense that is probably one of the top in the league, if not the top in the league. And it showed when they came to Dell Diamond earlier this year and really showed us how aggressive their tackling can be. We know that they're pack is strong. Patty Ryan up in that front row, he, he is one of the top players in MLR. And that leadership on the field, it's just something that we need to be cautious of at all times. Of course, you know, we, we, we were just there turning the corner. We played well against Nola. We really played well against Rooney. And when you look at it, Nola was number one in the league. It still is. 
Rooney is number two, and we're taking both of these teams to the final minutes and competing with them. And unfortunately, we're just coming up, uh, you know, inches short or one play short, whatever you want to call it. Unfortunately for us, like we are going up against San Diego, coming off probably their best game of the season. Um, go back and watch that San Diego versus Seattle game, and it was San Diego is a solid team. I look forward to watching the match. I, I do have the hope, though. I know that if we're going to compete with NOLA and we're going to compete with Seattle and we're going to compete with Rooney, I think the lads are definitely in for a stronger performance against San Diego than what we saw when they came to Dell Diamond. Here's hoping for a good match and a solid performance from the boys as we hope to cut down on our penalties, we continue to improve our scrummaging, and hopefully this week that back line can start getting those line breaks that we need that we saw against Nola. Runs from Sohil, uh, runs from JP, Andres, etc., etc. We need those right now, and we need some fluidity moving in the game, and that back line help us out a whole lot. And I hope that we can continue to build upon our turnover ball that we get. Continue to rack those numbers up and continue to play that solid defense that we showed against Rooney. So, on to Sunday, boys. Good luck. Of course, every week we have our interview. I think it's fantastic this week. I was really excited to interview our guest. So, please excuse a little bit of the recording. We had some microphone issues. Uh, but that's what you get when you have a first-time podcaster trying to do interviews with people. I hope you all enjoy this week's interview. Every week, we have wonderful interviews here on the podcast. I've been so lucky to have many of the players. And of course, last week, if you didn't join us, we had the CEO and owner, Thierry Delpon, join us on the podcast. We talked a lot about the future of MLR. We talked a lot about the future of Austin Elite and how we are currently building a great, useful team here in Austin, Texas. For this week's podcast, we have another great interview. I'm really excited. Today we have joining us Andres Vidaseca. He's our inside center. For those of you who are unfamiliar, he's a spectacular player. Andres, welcome to the podcast this week. Thank you very much, Dustin. Really appreciate the invitation. And hopefully we have a great chat. chat. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And Andres and I have been talking quite a bit here as we kind of get ready to do the podcast and for those of you that don't know, Andres does play for the Uruguay national team. He is incredibly talented. So Andres, if you could kind of give us a, a summary of, of who you are, I've mentioned you're from Uruguay, a little bit about your background in rugby and, and just really tell all the people listening, you know, who is Andres? Okay. So maybe I'll just start with uh, when I was young and started playing rugby at uh, my school. Uh, my school has a great um, sport environment. So I grew up uh, playing soccer and rugby at the same time. I've always been a fan of uh, sports, um, like running, jumping, high jump, uh, long jump. Yeah. Um, and always loved playing soccer and rugby. I'm a really huge fan of both sports. And uh, as I moved to uh, school, high school, then I started playing for my for my club. It's called uh, All Boys Rugby Club. Uh, so it's in the same um, place 
as my school. And so I continued my career over there. I had to choose between soccer and rugby at one time because the trainings, uh, matches at the same time. So I chose the rugby and since then I never quitted playing, uh, always played at all boys rugby club. Um, I played for the under twenties, uh, Uruguay team, uh, played two junior world rugby trophies. And then I got into the senior national team in 2012. And since then I've been playing for the national team. So it has been a really long and exciting journey and hopefully it's going to continue like that. Absolutely. I think it's really great for those of you who are unfamiliar. Um, Andres is, like I said before, incredibly talented. Yes, he's played for the Uruguay national team. I think one thing that's really outstanding and, you know, kind of for everyone who is, is new to rugby, you know, every four years, just like in soccer, there's a rugby world cup. Uh, Andres was selected and part of the, the world cup team back in 2015. So tell us a little bit what that's like to play in a world cup, to be a part of a, of, you know, at the top level of rugby at that time. Yeah. So for me, it was really, um, like I, I never imagined when I started playing rugby, I never imagined playing at a rugby world cup. Like seriously, uh, Uruguay qualified for the 99 and 2003 world cups. And then at 2007 and 2011, Uruguay didn't qualify for those world cups. Uh, the union, the Uruguayan union, uh, struggle a lot on the, those years. Uh, I mean, professionalism was like getting very important in the world, uh, mostly in Europe and Argentina that our, our neighbors and Uruguay struggle a lot of those years. So we couldn't make it, uh, to the 20s. 2007 and 2011 World Cups. So when I started playing for the national team, I mean, it was one of our main goals qualifying for the 2015 and luckily we got there and it was an experience like unbelievable. Uh, I played with my brother, with my older brother. He was the captain for the national team. So it was a really, really amazing experience. I mean, playing against Wales, Australia, Fiji, England. I mean, players that I watch on TV every weekend, uh, <laughs> playing against them. So it was really unbelievable. Yeah. I think it's amazing the fact that you've been able to play at that high level. And of course, what I really like to talk to you about is this upcoming world cup, because as some of you may know, Uruguay has also made it to the 2019 World Cup coming just in a few months now. But there was really just one game that it came down to between, well, I guess uh, uh, two games between Uruguay and Canada to go on to the World Cup. And going into the second game, Uruguay was trailing on the total aggregate score. But if you're unfamiliar about the game itself, it was truly amazing. And our own Andres Vaseca scored two tries in the game 
to send Uruguay through. So Andres, tell us about that game and what it meant to you in your career. Okay, so obviously was one of my best rugby memories. Um, I had the, the luck <laughs> to score two of the tries in that game. I mean, it was a great job for from all of the my teammates. Uh, and as I told you before, uh, Uruguay has been struggling a lot in those 2007 and 2011 World Cups. We couldn't make it, but after that, we made the 2015 Rugby World Cup and the union started really like trusting the players and the coaches and we are all doing like huge efforts and and luckily we are on our way on our way to the next world cup in japan and yeah obviously that game against canada it was crazy i mean the stadium was packed uh the the day was like beautiful. It was like the perfect day and it was the perfect ending. So it was great. Yeah, it's, it seems like everything went right that one day for you where you're not only scoring tries, but you're in front of the home crowd, you're, you're getting cheered on and you have you know, all the, the stars aligned on that one day for you. Yeah. So it's great and we're, we're excited. And of course, uh, we always were looking forward to when that national team lineup comes out. Pretty sure we're going to see you on there, but that'll be very exciting. Um, you know, I guess it's also exciting that, you know, now you, you've moved into MLR, you're, you're on, you know, you're on our team. <laughs> and I think that we're, we're really lucky to have you, but you talk about the growth of, of rugby in Uruguay and the importance of, of building more and more of the team. And you see, you know, people like Rodrigo and you have, and, and Juan who are now on the team. What's that mean for you to have other high level rugby players from Uruguay playing with you on you know, major league rugby team? So after qualifying for the, for Japan, um, the union thought, uh, it was, uh, I mean, we, we have contracts, uh, with, uh, with, with the union. Uh, so we basically been training at the facilities of Uruguay for months. Uh, so in a pro program, um, but the thing was, um, it was hard for the union to, to get a competition for us. Like, you know, there's for those that doesn't know they're like international windows. So basically it's June, November, uh, February. Uh, so the union was struggling like to get, uh, friendly matches. Uh, so the idea basically was, uh, to send some of the players, uh, to MLR that was like, like, uh, near, uh, Uruguay, USA. So, yeah. So we are now 10 players, 10 Uruguayan players playing in MLR. So that's, that's great. I mean, we are playing every weekend, very hard games. Uh, and it's all about being really good, um, preparation for Japan. That's the whole idea. And obviously, uh, 
like uh, having the experience to play in a pro team with other overseas players. Uh, I mean, in Austin, we have uh, French, South Africans, uh, Uruguayans, Chileans, uh, Americans, obviously, Canadians. So there's a bunch of yeah international players so it's 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 been really good uh, until now uh, hopefully it's going to continue this way and and yeah it's been amazing being here so are there any of your teammates on Uruguay's national team that you'd like to see come up to Austin or even even MLR like so any of those close friends down there you're like hey you need to really come up here and start playing with us <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, so as I said before, we are currently 10 players of the national team playing at MLR. And the guys that stayed in Uruguay, uh, they're like jealous in a good way, you know, like uh, us being here, they want to be here. They know it's a great league. Um, so it's been two years of MLR. Yeah, this is the second season. Second season. And it's going to get like better and better. And I mean, uh, USA, it's a really good country. It has great cities. Uh, it's attractive to be here. Um, not only for Uruguayans, I imagine players from Europe all, uh, coming. I mean, we have French uh, players in the team. So... I think it's a great opportunity. Um, and as I said before, it's going to get better every year. I'm sure about it. Um, I've heard USA wants to host the Rugby World Cup in 2027. So it's going to get uh, interesting here. Yeah, well, we, we, we'd love for it to be here, but I'm, I'm very skeptical about whether that'll happen. I love seeing the growth of the game, but I do think there's a lot of stuff around, um, you know, the advertising and the growth of rugby that we're, we're, we're close, but we're just not quite there yet. So I think it's good. Yeah. Well, you know, obviously we are second season of MLR. So let's talk a little bit about season so far. Let's talk about, you know, the games, talk about last week's game. Kind of give me your, your thoughts, your impressions on, on how the team has progressed in the past couple of weeks. You know, we talk about obviously with the ARC that happened, you were away for some of those matches, which is difficult, but what's kind of the, how are you feeling that the progression has been going with the team these past few weeks that you've been back? Yeah. So I'm going to start since the beginning, since I arrived, uh, I arrived here in mid December and, um, the day I arrived, I remember being like 12 players in training. We were in the middle of preseason and that was a hard thing for us. Uh, I, I don't know the other clubs, uh, the MLR teams, how did they manage these things? But we had uh, many visa delays. Uh, that was really tough um, getting the group together. So yeah, people like started to show up a little bit late. Um, I mean, that's not the, what Alan, the head coach wanted, I'm, I'm sure. So it's been hard uh, players to know each other. Uh, as we talked before, like we are players from everywhere. So different cultures, different thoughts, different ways to play the game. So it's hard to, 
like to put all our stuff together, you know? So it's been hard. We've been getting better every weekend. Like it's amazing the improvement the team has had. Uh, and we're getting there. We're like close to get the win. Um, hopefully this week against San Diego, uh, we are really looking forward to it. Um, we had some amazing games. I remember Houston, Toronto, NOLA, New York the other weekend. I mean, there were close games. We should have won, I think, the four of them easily. Uh, but luck is not in our side today. So, yeah. Uh, but the team is making like lots of efforts. Uh, the staff members also. I mean, we're all working together for get to get that win. Finally, get the win, and hopefully to make a lot of wins until the end of the season. And obviously, we're already looking forward to the third season of MLR. Uh, building the team, building a family. I think that's that's the the main goal of Austin Elite. Yeah, I, and I think that that's something that, as, as as you said, kind of in the lead up before we actually started recording the podcast was, you know, the growth of the team is important. You know, we have had close games. And like you said, the, the NOLA game, the, you know, last week against Bruni, it, it was, it was tough. You know, we're talking, you know, scoring with, with minutes left and all, all it's holding on the defense. Do you feel there's been a growth in the back line? So we talked about it. I talked about it with any kind of in, the, in this third week, uh, third week of the podcast, uh, some of the cohesion and stuff. And, you know, you mentioned it with each one of the, the visas finally going through. I mean, we had Doug, you know, last week, I'm hoping, you know, that we get a couple more that I know that we're still waiting on them and I know it's tough, but unfortunately that's just the situation that we're in. Um, what's the cohesion work rate been like, you know, as far as understanding how, you know, how, how Rodrigo plays at fly half, you know, versus how, you know, Tim was at fly half at the beginning of the season and just that interchanging, what's that mean to start having that cohesive unit together to, to work as one back line? Yeah. So as I said before, like we all have different ways to play the game. I mean, it's obvious we all come from everywhere. So that's, that's the main problem uh, we could like say about this. Um, so yeah, we've been struggling with the visa delays, uh, injuries also. I mean, Zini doesn't play the last game against Glendale away and he's a really good and important player to us. Uh, Rodrigo is playing at fly half, but he's not a fly half. He's, uh, originally a fullback. Mm -hmm. Uh, he plays for the national team as a fullback. So yeah, it's been hard, but I mean, we're getting better. Like we're getting to know each other. Uh, it takes time. Like it's, Absolutely. it takes time. It takes a lot of time. You, you cannot build a team from one day to another. I mean, um, but yeah, we're getting better. We getting to know each other in, uh, in the field and outside the field. I mean, that's, that's important also. And, uh, we're going to get the win uh, now or next week, I don't know, but we're gonna make it. I know I know Austin will be very competitive in the in the few uh, matches that uh, still are to come. Um, 
Yeah. I, and I think one of the things that, that we've talked about on the podcast and, you know, that, that we've heard from a lot of the fans of the opposing teams, you know, we, the game against NOLA, I, we had fans reach out and say, man, we, we, we thought we had it lost and, you know, the ball bounces one way or the other and, and who knows what happens. And, and we don't want to go back and, and hash on those old things because it is tough. And we all know that you know, even as fans, we sit there and you know, the excitement builds up and you know, it's like, Oh, minutes away, but it, it happens. And that's sports. It, it, it could happen in any, any sport and it happens, you know, it happens to us, unfortunately right now. But I think that that's, it's good that you continue to build that relationship on the pitch because obviously you need to know how, you know, how Doug is going to act if he's playing, you know, to your right or, you know, if any can get back from injury, how he plays, you know, and, and of course, as you said, being when you were away for a few weeks for ARC and when others are away, it makes it a little bit more difficult for people playing out of position. So that kind of cohesion that starts building and, you know, as you said, I'm, I'm really excited. I'm still excited for the rest of the season. Absolutely. I think, you know, we're just over halfway through the season we had, unfortunately, we had all of our home games already, which yeah. is, you know, we've discussed that before and I won't get into that again, but um, it would have been nice to have a couple later home games, but you guys have all mostly away games left and one more home game. But I think it's good that this is starting to build and people are starting to get the visas built so you can actually have that full build out of a team. So obviously this week coming up against San Diego, last time we played them, they, it was, that was a tough game. Like they, that was probably one of those games where I said, yeah, they, they really kind of dominated most of that match. What's been kind of the, the approach going into this match that we talk about, you know, kind of every week saying, okay, with San Diego, we've learned a lot from our lessons that first game. What are some of the, the, the tactics that you're thinking about or that, that you'd like to help in, implement as far as, you know, stopping that really potent attack that San Diego has and breaking their defense because we know their defense is extremely tough. They've been really solid all year. You know, how are you guys kind of working on those line breaks, et cetera, et cetera? Yeah. So I agree about the San Diego game. We played, uh, on Del Diamond. I think, uh, it was the only game I, I thought in like, on the field that they, they really like dominate every, every aspect of the game. Uh, we had, no chance like at all. Uh, so that, that, that was the only game I felt that, um, and second about the coming San Diego game on uh, this weekend, uh, it's going to be tough. We're playing away. I'm sure they're, they're pretty solid in the home games. Um, but like the group feels, uh, that we're having fun now, like, the previous games, we were really like putting pressure on ourselves. Um, but as the season uh, goes on, we're feeling that we're really improving as a team. Um, we're having, well, we're going to play for sure a tactical game against San Diego. I mean, they have a really good, uh, solid uh, forward pack. So if we play like one, one on one, I mean, I think we're going to lose. So we have to be really smart, play intelligent, uh, play on their, on their half uh, of the field, uh, and really put some pressure on them. I think, uh, we have to get the 
we need the possession of the ball for the, the whole game. I mean, that's that's our goal for the for the weekend. Uh, we know we can we can score tries when we when we have the the ball. So yeah, and basically have a, a strong D. Uh, we really improved that aspect of the game. Uh, so yeah, but we know it's gonna be one of the toughest we games of the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we took yeah. Nola to the end. We they were first in an alarm. We took Rooney to, to the brink and, and almost beat them there second. And and I think that you know, we know that we can compete with the top level, with the top teams. You know, I, I don't think that our our standings and our records show the quality that we played. And and tell me if I'm wrong, but I think that you guys know it as well too. And I think that you can see that in those competitions when you go up against Nola and Rooney. And for the most part, are either with them or you know, I think even in the Nola game where you know, and around the 57th minute or so, we scored three tries in a row, and that shows the quality that you guys have. Yeah, I totally agree, Dustin. Uh, I think uh, I mean it's all about the 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 mental thing about the team. You know, I mean, uh, we went to Nola to play an away game. It was. Like on the previous week, uh, we knew we were gonna play the 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 number one team on the of the MLR so far, and we really uh, went out and, and had fun. Like that was all it was. Like we we didn't do much magic moves and strange moves. I mean, we just played rugby. I mean, we have a lot of good individual good players. Uh, it's all about like building the team. Like, like uh, we have to be a solid team, and so yeah, the 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 group feels like we went to the Nola game. We were almost there. We played against Rooney. We were almost there. They were, they are number two rank in on the Malar, and now we're gonna play away game against the number three, and we're really confident. I mean, we're really looking forward to it. Uh, we know we can we can beat them. Uh, we know it. Uh, we only we just need to be smart. Uh, have have the ball for the for the whole game. I mean, we know we are dangerous yeah. with, with with the ball in hand. So yeah. yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, and I that's that's good. I, I think it is. It's all it's all about having fun. And when you're having fun and you're playing the free flowing game that you want to play. You know, only good things can happen. And if you take the possession that you need to take away, the defense is holding up tight. I mean, our defense is solid. We have more turnovers than any other team in an MLR right now. And that tells you that that is something that, that we can we can do and we can utilize those skills and, you know, those are ball stealing skills to take advantage and take those turnovers to points very quickly. And you look at uh, so he'll you know against yeah. uh, against yeah. Noah and he just went eighty five meters and he was gone. Yeah. It's not the first time, you know. Mo gets two or three ball steals a game. You know, Ben had one in last week's game that was great. So I think that those are really important things, and it is. It's, it's all about fun, and and we always like to you know know that the guys are out there having fun. We always like to have fun on the podcast, which will bring me to the next segment. So we're gonna do some rapid fire questions. I'm just gonna ask you some random questions. 
first thing that comes to your mind, just go ahead and, and let me know what it is. Um, it'll go about, about a minute or so. That's, that's what we've been doing. Um, so w- whenever you're ready, you let me know. Okay. Ready. You're ready. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. So you're, you play in the centers. If you could play any other position on the field. What would it be? Number six. Why number six? Uh, I've been doing a lot of pick and goals. <laughs> Lately with the national team. You've been practicing your picking goes for the national team. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I like, like, I don't know. I like line outs. I really like watching them because I obviously. Because you're not a part of them. I'm not a part of it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's a good, it's a good position. All right. Who's one player on the team who thinks they're faster than you, but really isn't? Uh, Rodrigo. Rodrigo thinks he's faster than you, but he's really not. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to see that one. <laughs> Who's your favorite superhero? Superhero. Whoa. Uh, Superman. Obviously Austin is known for barbecue. Uruguay is known for barbecue. Who's got the better barbecue? Oh, Uruguay for sure. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. We can't argue on that, man. Fair enough. So we'll have to, we'll have to make a, a trip down to Uruguay to see who's got better barbecue. Do you have a favorite pregame meal? Uh, no, not, no, no. Uh, I eat like basically pasta on game days. Uh, no, I don't have any preferences or no, nothing. So you mentioned that you were a soccer player when you were younger. If you could play for any soccer team in the world, who would it be? Barcelona. Of course. But yeah. yeah. With Suarez. Suarez, yeah. yeah. I was saying, yeah. 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 You would be great friends, right? Yeah. <laughs> we would barbecue all day. <laughs> so tell us something about you that somebody may not know. Uh, okay. I'm a... Some hidden secret or something. Uh, I'm really a quiet guy. Like, uh, really, yeah, I don't, I don't go out much. Uh, like... Obviously I go out, but like in an easy way, uh, I like to, to go out with my girlfriend, to go eat, drink with friends, obviously also, uh, I like playing FIFA on Xbox and PlayStation. Uh, but yeah, I usually, I'm a quiet, easy guy. Uh, yeah. Who's got the best hair on the team? The best hair. Um, the best hair, Mo. Yeah, Mo. I, I, I was hoping you'd say that. <laughs> I mean, I will never do his haircut, but like, he he's he's pretty cool. So, what is your favorite thing about Austin, Texas, right now? My favorite thing. Uh, okay, that's a that's a tough one. Uh, I love the city. Uh, actually, like, it's really good. Uh, I've been in the U.S. before in other cities. And Austin, I mean, I live in Round Rock. I found Round Rock like a little bit boring, uh, honestly, but I loved uh, downtown. I went to Lake Travis. That was a really good uh, thing. Uh, Rainy Street, Sixth Street. Those are lovely places to be. I thought you said that you weren't a party animal. No, but just just to go out and walk and yeah. No, but uh, Austin is really, really nice city. For those of you that are unfamiliar, Rainy Street and Sixth Street are very well known nationally and internationally for being good places to go out for live music and, and bars and partying. So we'll take that with a grain of salt, what he said earlier. All right, final question. How many tries are you going to score in the upcoming World Cup? 
Oh, hopefully, uh, I I want to score at least one try. I know it's hard, but like, let's say three. All right, I'll, I'll take that. Hey, Andres, looks like I've been awesome having you come into the podcast today. Always fun talking to you guys. I kind of get leave it up for you know a minute or two if you want to say anything to any friends or family back home in Uruguay. You can do it in Spanish if you'd like to. We're okay with that. We're we're multinational here at the podcast. So uh, go ahead and take it away if you want to say anything to the fans listening or anybody back home. Okay. First of all, thank you, Dustin, for the invitation. Uh, it was really really fun being here. Uh, second, I want to thank all the fans that have been in the Dell Diamond for the home games. It was really good playing over there. Uh, the field was really amazing. The atmosphere. I mean, uh, we lost all our home games, but you're still supporting us. And the group really like feels that uh, we are we are really uh, thankful for that for you guys. I mean, we went the other day to San Antonio to play Rooney, and there was uh, some of you fans over there. So it was great. Uh, we are really looking forward. Uh, for you guys to continue supporting us. We're gonna get the win, we promise that. Uh, sooner or later, it's gonna happen. And then I would like to thank, uh, yeah, uh, my family in Uruguay um, for supporting me for my whole career and now being here far away from them. Um, but yeah, I'm really happy to be here. Hopefully I'm gonna stay here for a couple of years. So yeah, thank you for everything. Awesome. Well, Andres, of course, yes, we definitely want you to stay here for a couple of years. We're, we love seeing you out there on the field. We think that you're an incredible talent. Um, we look forward to seeing you this weekend going up against San Diego, um, getting those line breaks like you had last weekend against Rooney, obviously. And yes, we'd love to see you score a couple of tries in the World Cup, uh, you know, for Uruguay. I'd also like to see you score a couple of tries this week against San Diego, <laughs> which would be great. Um, but no, thanks again for being on the podcast. It's always a pleasure talking with you guys. I think it's great that you, uh, you guys have the time and spend a couple minutes with me, you know, just to chat about rugby. I think it's great. So thanks for coming on the podcast, man. Thank Appreciate you. Justin. Thank right, you. Have a good one. I really enjoyed sitting down with Andres this week. For me, it was great to sit down with somebody who played in the World Cup. I've never talked with anybody in any sport who's played at that that level of, of competition. So thanks again for Andres to come in and chat with us. We hope to continue to bring more players in, obviously, from all over the world as we're such a diverse team. Finally, this week, to wrap up really quickly, let's talk about the supporters group. I mentioned earlier, if you want any flags, we have a few left from that, that first order. But send me a message if you want to get more. I'm happy to order more. Right now, they are $45 a piece. You can reach out to me on Facebook, as I mentioned before. Always happy to, to talk about it, though, if you guys need anything. If you have any other suggestions about things that you would like to see for Austin Elite Rugby Supporters Group, please let me know. Please reach out. Myself or John, we're happy to answer any questions that you may have as we look to build on this great group that we have. We're still looking for somebody to help us out with our social media. Can't do it all. It's kind of tough sometimes. 
if I do the podcast, it also helps to have somebody who can post a lot for us, who can do some follow-ups and things like that. Would greatly appreciate it. I know a lot of you have been asking about where we can all meet to watch the game. Unfortunately, for this week's game, because it is a later game, we don't have a location for the watch party. But I will tell you this. I'm excited to announce. <laughs> Makes it sound like it's a really big deal. But I'm excited. Southern Heights Brewing Company, right off of 183 over on the far east side of town. They are more than happy to welcome us next Sunday, the 14th, for a watch party so we can watch the game against Toronto. They said, bring everybody that you can. We're really happy about that. They're good guys over there. I've met them before. They also have some pretty good beer, and they have a food truck outside. They have a large, large viewing area, and they're happy to put the game up on both screens that they have in their tap room. So join me. Join everybody. Wear your elite gear. I'll be sending more information out as the days get closer. I look forward to seeing you at Southern Heights Brewing Company. It's 6014 Techni Center Drive, Suite 2101. Just look up Southern Heights Brewing Company. They're on the east side of town, right off of 183, and I believe Airport Road. And once again, if you have a few dollars and can support, you can donate through this Patreon page, or you can... You know, send a Venmo or however you want to support the group. It'll help pay for the podcast and help bring the cost of those flags down in the future. It's all the time we have for the episode. As always, I really appreciate the time. If there's any other rugby news or rugby information, make sure you check out the Facebook page. We have a couple people and a couple groups who do post all the latest on not only Austin League Rugby, but Major League Rugby. Thanks to U.S. Rugby News and DJ Coyle for posting regularly on our site for all the previews and recaps. It's really beneficial for us as we do use those for the podcast. If you haven't liked or subscribed to the podcast or to our Facebook and Instagram page, make sure you go out and find us, Austin Lee Rugby Supporters Group. I look forward to having you guys join and grow the team and grow the support here in Central Texas and around the world. We have supporters down in South America, down in Australia, in New Zealand, in Europe. We're all over the place. Continue the support. Keep the faith. We're going to get there. The team's going to come out this week. I got a good feeling about it. Thanks for hanging out with me. Thanks for talking rugby. Thanks for all the support that you've given so far this year. My name is Dustin, and we'll see you on the pitch. <laughs>